Hello and welcome to another Real Talk episode of Adulting Unplugged. I'm your host, Tracy Baconhaster, and today we're diving deep into a topic that impacts all of us, the lost curriculum, what kids really need to know before they step into the world of adulting, because let's be honest, there's a lot of things they're not really learning and getting these days that we want to be prepped for. Welcome to Adulting Unplugged, the podcast that's all about the real-life skills and knowledge you need to navigate the world of adulthood successfully. I'm your host, Tracy Bacon-Haster, and I'm here to guide you through the ups and downs of parenting a self-sufficient, confident, and empowered adult. We believe that adulting doesn't come with a manual, but it does come with a community. That's why we're here to provide you with expert insights, practical advice, and inspiring stories to help you thrive. Whether you're a parent guiding the next generation, a recent graduate, a young professional, or anyone navigating the complexities of adulthood, this podcast is for you. So grab your favorite drink, get comfy, and let's dive into the world of Adulting Unplugged. Our education system has come a long way, but there's a stark reality we must face. Vital life skills like financial literacy, emotional intelligence, and many others are just left out of the classroom. And as parents, educators, and concerned citizens, we're left wondering why. So let's talk about it. So let's talk about the traditional education system. So when we talk about education, especially focusing on youth that are not adults yet, you know, not quite to the college level, not to the, you know, living on their own or any of those things. They're still living at home. They're teenagers, preteens, et cetera. The traditional curriculum hasn't changed it is still, it, actually, let me back up. It has changed, but the shift happened 30 years ago, and it was a shift to push to college. It was, everybody's got to go to college, where before that, it was, hey, we're getting your education, you're going to go out and work, and you're going to get jobs and do these things. And then there was this big shift that happened where college became the focus. Everybody has to go to college. The only way to be successful is to go to college. And at the time, it was really important. At the time, college was held extremely high. It was very hard to get. Not everybody could go, all these things. And so the K-12 space has not changed since then. They're trying to. I know there's tons of talk and you'll see news articles and all these things about life skills and career readiness and all these things. But when you really look into it and you really break down the curriculum, especially for here in Ohio where I'm at, it hasn't changed. There's no differences. It is still very much focused on testing. And can you pass this test? And hey, you have to take all these credits that don't even apply to you because you're going to go into this career field. But it doesn't matter because you have to take these classes in order to graduate, even if it doesn't apply to you at all whatsoever. And even if it doesn't prepare you for adulthood at all whatsoever. And here's the reality. In today's age, with both parents out of the home working or single parent households where that parent's working multiple jobs, all these things, it's not the 1950s anymore where mom or dad could stay home. There were strict rules. There wasn't, you know, social media or any of these things where kids learned all those life skills at home. It's not like that anymore. And so our education system needs to catch up and be able to offer these things like financial literacy, emotional intelligence, communication skills, college and career and life prep and all these areas. And so I want to give you guys some statistics because these blew my mind. Um, so the first one, just dive right into it. According to an article from John Hopkins University, more than 40%, 40% of high schoolers do not follow a college preparatory track or take adequate career and technical education courses. 
And these missed opportunities can leave young people at a disadvantage after graduation when they enroll in college or look for a job. According to Stephanie DeLuca, an associate professor in the Department of Sociology at Johns Hopkins and Regina Del Amin of the University of Arizona. So these individuals, they've done extreme studies on this and have come to this conclusion. John Hopkins, that's a that's a nice school. That's a very high level school. Over almost half of high schoolers are not following a college pathway. They're not getting career prep or life prep. And so they're kind of coming out of high school with no real solid skills or plans. Another statistic. An article that K-12 Drive put out stated three-fourths of high school graduates say they were moderately, slightly, or not at all prepared to make college or career decisions after graduation. And just to put that in perspective, that is 75%. Specifically, 57% that said that they had five or less conversations with high school teachers and counselors about their post-high school plans, according to a survey recently released by U-Science, a company that gives students career guidance. I'm just going to pause on that for a second and let that sink in. Almost 60% of kids that were surveyed in this talked to teachers or guidance counselors less than five times about their future. I don't know about y'all, but when I was trying to figure myself out, I mean, I'm talking to everybody and I'm going to this person. I was seeing my counselors and my career coach and all this stuff, not just a handful of times, you know, and that's over four years. And so I've talked to tons of parents and students who are like, we've never seen our guidance counselor. We've never met our guidance counselor. And one of the little statistics they talked about, they also found that 30% were not following any planned educational career path. So you know, a third of the students were not following any path to go anywhere after high school. And we wonder why there's so many students that are just kind of there. We wonder why the workforce is in the situation it's in. You know, they're not getting this preparedness. So let's talk about some of the areas that I personally, from my own experience and what I do, where I think there could be some really big shifts in the K through 12 space. Number one, financial literacy. Okay. And Here's the thing. I know there are a lot of schools. In fact, Ohio itself just passed a law that says now incoming class, I think it was this past year of 2023, students that were coming into the 2023 school year as freshmen were going to be required to complete a financial literacy course by the time they graduated high school. And that's all fine and dandy, (laughs) but let's get real, right? That's what this podcast is all about, is all about getting real. And I have seen the curriculum for financial literacy in a lot of these high schools. I've talked to students, I've talked to parents, and there are no requirements on what needs to be taught. There is no set curriculum. There is no specifics that they need to know how to get and know how to do before they leave. And in my opinion, that's not financial literacy. That is people just thrown together to say, yep, we're going to meet this graduation requirement because we want to make sure we push people through the system and get them to graduate and have good rates because that's how we get our funding. And again, no dissing on high schools. I have worked a ton with high leadership at high schools, and they're awesome. I mean, and I know that they care about the kids, but that K through 12 mentality, the department education mentality is graduation rates, get them through the system, checkbox, okay, good, yay, awesome. Oh, look, we're teaching financial literacy. We can check that box, but they're really not. And the other piece of that, in my opinion, is when they do teach it as a required course, they typically make freshmen do it. and 
I don't know about you guys, but when I was a freshman, money, I didn't have any concept of money. I had no job. I didn't do any of those things. I didn't understand taxes. And I had no desire to know any of that stuff. As a freshman, I was just like, cool, I'm in high school. Like, Let's have fun and let's do the things and hang out with my friends and whatever, right? It's all fun time. If you're going to teach financial literacy in school, it needs to be for juniors and seniors. End of story. Freshmen, sophomores. Sophomores, some of them are mature enough, but most freshmen and sophomores are not quite ready for in-depth financial literacy training. Doesn't mean you can't expose them at that age. Don't get me wrong. But for a full course where they're like learning the stuff that they're going to use as adults, we want them to know those things and to really see the value in it. And so the older students tend to do much better with that. And I'm speaking as a financial coach who has taught financial literacy to students. It makes a big difference. They need to be a little older to truly grasp the concepts, even if it's basic and entry level, to teach them how to budget and all those things because they can see it now. They have a job. They have money coming in. They can now see that value more and they can see the importance of it. Um, To give you some more statistics, I'm all about statistics and, and this one especially just to kind of talk through this. So the percentage of young adults with student loan debt 34% of adults under 30 years old have student loan debt. 34%. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, you're talking millions of people at that point. Um, according to a study that annuity.org conducted, there were there there were their key takeaways from this study. Number one, 75% of American teens lack confidence in their knowledge of personal finance. of Americans say they don't have anyone they can ask for trusted financial advice, which is very sad. That's heartbreaking to me. 23% of U.S. adults age 18 to 29 have credit card debt that's over 90 days overdue. And Americans owe over $800 billion in credit card debt as of the first quarter of 2022. $800 billion in credit card debt in our country. That's sickening. And I'll be honest, I've been there. I've been there. Shoot, I still have business credit card debt. If we're being honest, you know, it it happens. I have a business, it it takes it. But when you look at that and what that can do to people and you're having 24, 26% interest rates, all these things, and these kids aren't being taught that. And we all know what happens as soon as they turn 18, what are they getting in the mail? Credit card applications. When they go into college, hey, you can get this student credit card and it's great and build your credit scores. You can get the things and do the things. We as society and we as parents need to do better, right? We need to push for this stuff to be mandated properly in our schools or to partner with organizations that can provide this stuff to schools. Because I know it's a heavy lift to change your curriculum and change graduation requirements and all those things. But these kids need this stuff. We adults need this stuff, right? We need to know how these things. Debt is no joke. Not knowing how to budget, living paycheck to paycheck. It's a miserable cycle that so many Americans are caught in. And I know for a fact the parents listen to this episode do not want their kids in that same cycle. So we need to break it, y'all. We need to come together and start to change this. And that's one area K through 12 can really start to impact. Another one, communication skills. (laughs) <laughs> this is one of those a lot of parents probably going to snicker because they're like, man, my kid don't know how to talk to other people or adults and they're very introverted or they're shy. And we've all been there as teenagers. I was always scared of public speaking when I was a kid and a teenager and all that stuff. And a lot of that we learn. But the reality is today, kids don't learn and don't have the opportunity to learn these things like generations before them. 
And technology, as great as it is, can also be a hindrance to your communication styles and your ability to communicate professionally and via email or all these other things. So give you some more stats around this. In a Business Insider article, they talked about how Gen Z lacks communication and networking skills needed for the workplace and how this is now falling on employers to train them. Their specific comments were, Gen Z is falling behind in skills needed to enter the workforce. Some experts say the pandemic hindered the younger generation's development of soft skills. To overcome this, experts suggest companies offer training. But shouldn't students be getting this training in school? Why are we going to rely on employers to then teach our teenagers and our young adults how to be effective communicators and how to be able to write a professional email and how to be able to network or talk to other people or do presentations? That's not the training you're supposed to get on the job. Your on-the-job training is how to do the job, not how to be an adult. So why is the expectation of society that we need to make employers do that? I'm sorry, employer, I know you're running an entire business and you have a bunch of other employees, but we need you to take time, money, and resources away from these other areas to go train these, this next generation of kids how to speak to people. That doesn't sound very sustainable to me. And I know inflation sucks. And if we don't want inflation to keep going up, that's probably a really bad idea. Because <laughs> what's going to happen is those employers are now going to charge more money because they're now having to pay people to train the new hires, the new hires at turnover, all the things. So why don't we just teach this stuff in schools? Why can't we just teach kids how to communicate? Teach them what their communication style is, how to communicate with different communication styles, how to manage conflict and resolution and all those things. Um, there was another article, the New York Post posted, and here was some of the stuff that they said in this that I thought was very interesting. According to a recent survey of 1,300 managers, three out of four agree, so 75% agree, that Gen Z is hard, harder to work with than any other generation, so much so that 65% of employers said they have to fire them more often. And this breaks my heart for these, these kids, this generation coming up. Gen Z, I mean, that's our generation that's coming up through the ranks right now. I'm a millennial, so they're right below me. And that's a large population, and they're very tech-savvy and bring so many good skills to the table, but over half of them are having to get fired from jobs because they don't know how to communicate or be professional in the workplace. That's not good. You know, that's not bad. I mean, one of the stats I said, one in eight have let go of a Gen Zer less than one week after their start date, the study found. So in less than a week, they had to get rid of one in eight Gen Zs that started working there. That's not good, right? You talk about workplace conflict. The percentage of workplace conflicts related to communication breakdown is 86%. So again, communication is huge, huge. I mean, this the stats go on and on. LinkedIn posts something about it. It says, um, was talking about research and internal communication has shown effective communication, improves employees' productivity, retention, trust and employee engagement. 86% of employees and managers cite the two main failures in the workplace as a lack of effective collaboration and poor communication. Salesforce did a research that said 86% of employees, as well as corporate leaders, believe that ineffective communication is the root cause of workplace failures. Just crazy. I mean, right, it's, it's right there. You know, the writing's on the wall. Communication is a skill these kids need to learn, right, that the next generation needs to know how to do. And let's be honest, there's some of us adults that could probably work on our communication skills too. 
Um, the last one that I really want to hit on. So we have financial literacy, we communication. The last one is critical thinking and problem solving. I have seen this firsthand. I even see this with my son, who is a fifth grader right now. And it breaks my heart to see these kids. They just expect everything to be so easy. And when it doesn't come easy, they struggle. They struggle. You know, my son is fifth grade and has no homework. I'm sorry. I had homework in like second grade <laughs> and I was not easy homework. I mean, shoot, my parents sometimes are sitting there struggling to help me through it. But guess what? Learn, help me learn how to problem solve. Help me learn how to do these things. So explain to me, you know, why is this happening? This is, these skills are so critical and so important. Um, a university business article said then analyzing 80 million job postings. MZ Burning Glass found employers seek transferable skills such as critical thinking four times more frequently than the top five technical skills. They want to know, can you solve a problem? We can teach you the technical stuff. Can you figure it out? Can you figure out problems? Can you problem solve? Can you critically think through things? At the Council for Aid to Education, our sample of approximately 70,000 students shows that 60% of them are not proficient in these essential skills when entering higher education. Disappointingly, 44% of students exiting higher education are still not proficient in these career skills. So that means it's not just our high schools. Our colleges need to step up too. That means our colleges are sending out graduates that almost half do not have proficient problem-solving and critical thinking skills. That is a big issue. That's a problem because that's a huge skill you have to have in the workplace. That's a huge skill to have in life. You got to be able to solve problems and think critically. Otherwise, you're just going to fail and fall on your face and be miserable. There was an article that Forbes put out said a significant thinking gap has emerged among younger workers. Just 34% of all 5,700 plus respondents reported they spent all or most of their time thinking clear, deep, and productive thinking. So they're talking in this article how, I mean, they, they actually went and surveyed over 5,700 young adults about their critical thinking and their ability to really think through things and think clearly and productively. And most of them are like, I can't do that. 75% are like, you know, or 65%, I'm sorry, 65% are like, I'm too distracted. I'm distracted by, and here's what was interesting. Here's what they said was distracted by money. I'm worried about finances. I'm worried about what's going on in the world and climates and all these other things, political climates and such, and just other areas. So they're, they're being affected mentally by all this stuff. So here's the thing. What can we do about this? So let's talk about this and then we're going to wrap it up. But I could talk about this for hours and hours because it is a huge issue. It's why I started the business I started to really change this statistic and change these, these things we're talking about and really prepare these kids. So what can we do? Well, let's start with parents because for the parents that are listening to this, here's the reality. I know it is tough and you're working and you're doing a hundred thousand things and heaven forbid we got to add more to our plate. But if K through 12 isn't going to change anytime soon, we want to make sure our kids are prepared. So we need to start working with them at home. Here's things you can do. Work with your student to teach them these essential skills, right? And these are just a few. There's a laundry list of skills they need to know, but teach them about finances. Teach them about communication. Teach them about you know, problem solving and critical thinking. Get support 
and help to make sure that your student is getting these skills. There are tons of resources out there and support systems. Um, I mean, that's what our organization does. We help parents and educators through this stuff. Be an advocate for getting this type of programming into the schools in your community. Whatever school your kid goes to, go show up, be part of PTL, get involved, go to the board meetings and push for this curriculum to get into your schools. Say, hey, you know what? I know this organization or why aren't we teaching this here and push for it. In fact, um, and I, I want to be able to give you this as a resource. So it for and for being a listen to our podcast, I'm just grateful that you're here. We actually have a high school success checklist. It's normally $27, but I want to give it to you listeners for $7. So $20 off. It's going to be in the show notes. So check that out. It has all kinds of resources and recommendations that we use with our clients that can really help through a lot of these things. So it can be it's there's books and podcasts and tutorials on all these skills that we're talking about and then some. And it also has a great timeline for your high school student. I promise you're not going to be disappointed if you jump on that. It is a phenomenal resource to kind of help you be able to help your student with these things, okay? Now, educators. So any educators are listening to this, you know, how can you help these things? What can you do? Well, one, we got to start changing the traditional way of thinking about education because it's not here anymore. There's a reason everybody talks about the broken system and how education is so broken and how the schools are a mess since COVID and everybody's pulling to homeschooling and all these things. We got to start to change our mindset and realize, you know, it's not this era anymore. We're in this era now. And the reality is these kids are not coming out prepared. What do we need to do to do to change that? Be open to partnering with organizations that are trying to make a difference in this space. There's organizations all over the place, myself included, that wants to work with schools and bring this curriculum in to teach these students where you don't have to do it. You don't have to, you know, train somebody or, you know, develop the curriculum. It's all right there. You just bring them in. You just partner up and say, yes, here's what we have. Here's our budget. Let's make it happen. And then just think out of the box and take risks because in education, that is not the norm. The norm is be comfortable, be in your comfort zone, stay in your box, don't take risks, you know, stay with what's comfortable. But if we want to change and we want to make a positive impact for our kids' lives, we're going to have to. We're going to have to start thinking out of the box, breaking down those walls and barriers, getting creative, taking risks. You know, it might not always work out, but eventually it will. And it's all for the betterment of these these students. So, you know, as we wrap up today's episode... Let's just remember that addressing the lost curriculum is not just a matter of debate. It's a call to action. Whether you're a parent, an educator, or simply someone who cares about the future of our youth, you have the power to make a difference. You know, we need to just come together and make this happen. Thank you for tuning in to another unfiltered episode of Adulting Unplugged. If you enjoyed today's discussion and found it helpful, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you want even more resources, tips, and tricks, then go to our website at www.adulting-university.com, also in the show notes, and jump on our email list to keep up with all the latest and greatest. Until next time, remember that adulting is an ongoing journey, and we're here to help you every step of the way. Stay tuned for more insightful episodes, and in the meantime, keep adulting unplugged.